Uh, we've been studying, we've been talking about in this series, rooted. Amen. We want to be what? Rooted. And why do we want to be rooted? So that uh, when the storms come in our lives, when the winds start blowing, when stuff starts falling apart, amen, in our lives, we can be rooted so deeply in our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, reminds me of one of our members this week who was sharing with me this weekend how there are many people out here who have an agenda. They, they, they come in the name of God. Listen, listen to me real good. They come in the name of God. And they may even come in the name of Jesus. But you got to remember that not everyone who says Jesus is for you. Come on, somebody. Or wants the same Jesus in the Bible. And so the reason I've been teaching on Rooted and why church membership is important is so because I already know that the enemy already has a counterattack. Okay, remember this. For every... For every strategy you have, the enemy already has another strategy to try to take you out. Are you with me? And, and what we are attempting to do in this series, amen, we're attempting to do in this series is to help you to understand from a biblical perspective why church membership matters. Amen. Now, the reason I stay in a series is because you teach so many things after a while, you need to focus in on a few things that are really important, right? So we learn so much stuff, and then at the end of the day, when it comes time to apply it, amen, it's like having a gun, amen, but you don't go to the gun range. Come on, somebody. And then you happen to get in the situation, and you don't even know how to use the gun. Come on, somebody. And it's the same thing with our Bibles. Come on, somebody. You got to know how to use it because when the enemy comes to to, to destroy, to kill, and to destroy, and to steal from you, you ought to be able to stand, amen, using the word of God. Now, we talked about the importance of church. We talked about why membership matters, right? And one of the things I, sh I told you last week, and I, I didn't get to finish it, but I and hopefully I'll go on to the others. Uh, I told you that one of the things that we, you want to look for in a church, one of the things that you want to make sure that is a top priority, but it does not take priority over the other activities is worship, right? Now, worship, I told you, is your worship, all right? Your worship, amen, means something to God. When you come into a church, make sure you know the difference between entertainment, come on, help me somebody, between what? Entertainment than what? Worship. Are you with me? Because there's a difference. Now, there, if, if I don't have a problem with modern uh, technology. I have no problem with that. But it seems to me that um, the meanings in, in songs today, the words in songs today, they... They've been watered down, y'all. It seems like people are singing more about what they're getting, more about themselves, than they are worshiping a God who changes them. Y'all with me? 
All right. So so and and to add to that, you you know you you know I don't know when it changed, but they dimmed the lights and you know they got the stage lit up. They got stage got smoke. You know what I mean? Artificial smoke coming out of the stage and things like that. And I get it. I, you know, I understand that. I understand the choir robes are gone. And, and come on and help me, somebody. The, you know, there's no more uh, choir. Actually, it's more of a we call it the praise team and things. A lot of things have changed, and I'm good with change. But here's the thing: you can change your method, but don't change the message. And you and I as worshipers, I believe that we have to know what we're actually getting involved in when we say we come to worship God. Some people wait till the choir is done singing or the praise team is done singing to then show up to church. That happened many years ago. A lady said, oh, I'll be watching online and once the choir is done, then I come. I said, you missed, you missed the big part of the service. You, you know, I know you're saying the, the word is just as important as worship. Are you with me? And let me say this. Your worship, watch this, it, it invites God into your space. Remember that. Worship invites God into your space. i tell you why. Last week I told you the woman at the well, Jesus said, we are, God is what? Spirit. And they that worship him must what? Worship him in spirit and in what? In truth. And, and the reason Jesus is saying this is because he wanted her to know that you're talking about a location. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about what comes out of your heart. Listen, when the choir, I'm, I want to change, and I told you this. I want us to change as a church from just standing or just standing or just sitting doing the songs and just looking around, you know what I mean? I want you to close your eyes every now and then and just picture that you're standing in the presence of a God who is holy, a God who is a God who is here, a God. Listen, and, and let me say this. A lot of people, when they come to church because of their stage of truth, listen to me, we're good. Your stage of truth is where your values are. It's where your belief system comes from. So it's either tradition, experience, emotion, or scripture. All right? It's either what? <laughs> what do you say now? Experience, emotion, okay? Uh, tradition, or what? Scripture. So a lot of times when people come to church, they do the same thing that they've been doing. Come on, somebody. That's why when new songs are introduced, they're like, I don't know nothing about that word. That's, you, you understand what I'm saying? But worship, if you're looking for a church, if you're going to be part of a church, show up to be a worshiper. I'm going to be using that word from now on. We are worshipers. That's, that's the word that the Lord keeps pressing in my heart. I want my people to worship me. They've been away from me for a year and a half, sitting at home behind the screen. Now they're back in my presence, and I want them to lift their hands to me. I want them to give me glory, give me adoration. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? 
Go, go to open your Bibles real quick. Open your Bibles. There, let's go. Let's go to let's go to um hmm. Let's go to Psalm. Let's go to the Psalms. Psalm 95. And so worship is a very important activity, but worship is a very important component when you come into a church. And now you know there's dead worship. There's demonic worship. There's dull worship. Okay? There, there is deceiving worship. Okay? So you have to be able to discern in the spirit true worship. And what is a true worshiper? True worship comes from the heart. True worship is when a, I see a person uh, just, and it's not just an outward expression, but it is where a person is just pouring their hearts out to God. Praying and praising and giving thanks to God. Amen. Psalm 95 verse 1. Psalm 95 verse 1. It says, oh, come let us what? Sing for what? Let us come. You notice he says to come. No, I'm no, y'all good. Bible study. Come, let us sing for joy. Listen, when you come to church, if you have no joy, you should get some. Because we come to listen, you don't have to hold a note, but you got a you got a song in your heart. And and, and I and I told the media team to start putting the words, some of the words, if you if you read the words, it will, it will, it will do something to you. You understand? So, so I'm moving from just being part of a church for just the benefits. I'm, I'm looking at being part of the church where you make up the components now. And what should you look for? Worship is an important piece. Okay? Watch this now. He says, let us shout. Notice. Notice the activities. He says, sing. He says, what? Huh? Shout. Now, I know every now and then we are very conservative people. But every now and then you ought to say amen. I mean, I, I mean, so, or shout something like hallelujah or something. Listen, just think about what he's done for you. See, I believe a forgetful people are quiet. The forgetful people don't remember what God has done. They got nothing to be grateful for anymore. But when they were in the thick of it, Come on, they were the loudest. They were first in line. Come on, somebody. They were, listen, they, they would show up. But from the moment things get good, we come to sing. We come to what? Shout. To the what? To the rock of our salvation. Verse 2. Let us come before his. What does God, how does God want us to come? With a song? Hold on now. Hold on now. With a song of joy. Not that, oh, woe is me song. Oh, oh that, oh, he don't want you to come with the blues. Yeah. Oh, you know, that, I don't know what the word is, but I'm just saying. <laughs> just singing the blues. How you doing? That was hard today. How you been? Oh, man, it's been rough. I, I used to know a guy like that. Every time I met, I, I, I haven't seen him in years. How you doing, man? It's rough, man. It's rough. Every time? 
<laughs> At some point when we come into the presence of God, guess what we should be doing? We should have some, tell you neighbor, we ought to have some joy. Even though we're six feet apart, just tell them you ought to have some joy. You ought to look like you got some joy. At least look like you got some joy. Look what he said. He said, then what? Shout. Then he says what? Come before, with what? What does, what, what, what is Thanksgiving? It's a good, it's a good question, isn't it? What is it? Gratefulness. What is Thanksgiving? How do you come before God with Thanksgiving? It is expressed. You know, sometimes on the honest part, serious part, I wonder sometimes. I'm like, man, that praise team is going for it, man. You know, and I know we, we, we want drums and we want uh, instruments and that kind of stuff. But come on, man, listen, if you're thankful, how many of you are thankful tonight? Oh, why don't you shout a little bit? I mean, Hallelujah. I mean, now all y'all can't hold a note, but just sing for joy right quick. You know, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, if, you know what? Can I say this? Can I, can I tell you something? Out of all the places you've been today, when you came here, you should have joy. Why do people do that? Why do people come through the door mad? Like, now I get, I understand it's a, it's, it's a hospital for sick people. I, but listen, at some point, ER is not that busy. Because God does not keep you in the ER for a long time. Come on, somebody. And then when he moved you to a permanent room, come on, somebody. Then guess what? You eventually get discharged. And then you become part of the community. I'm talking about the church. So, so I, I see all the time they, they, they can never say anything like positive, like, yes, God has been good. I got joy today. Listen, I know things are tough, but God is good, y'all. Listen, I already know we got two days before the end of the month. I already know one day, and I already know what's happening. <laughs> this dude, the same cycle is repeating itself again, but guess what? If you come in with thanks, if you come in with thanks, I'm trying to help us, y'all. We've been a church a long time, and we must learn that part of being a member of a church is that you must worship. You and I are worshipers. Sing, shout, give thanks. Then he says, let us shout joyfully to him with what? With psalms. Look at that. Every psalm except for a few are songs. Matter of fact, all the psalms, some are poems and some, they're really songs. And certain songs or psalms they would sing as they were entering into the temple. There were the song of ascent. There were the song of um, when they got into the into the inner courts. There were songs when they got into the temple. There were different types of psalms for different parts of worship. You understand what I'm saying? And he says, he says, listen, sing to him with psalms. Not some of that stuff we hear today. I swear, some of those songs we hear today, it make you dance a different kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like hold on, is this church music? Hold on a minute. Hold on, let me, let me make sure. 
Let me make sure I'm, I'm yeah, amen. Look, look what it says. It says, for the Lord is what? Is a what? Yes. The reason we sing and the reason we worship is because our God is great. Look at this. A great king above all gods. Say what you want. Our God is greater than any God there is. Come here, Elijah. Elijah said, let me prove it to you. Amen. At Mount Carmel. He said, come on, you bring your God. You call on your God day and night, and I'm going to call on my God. And he says, as a matter of fact, here's what I want you to do. Dig a trench. Put some water in there. Put the wood, and I'm going to pray to my God, and guess what's going to happen? My God's going to show up because my God is great. See, when you know that your God is great, you can worship him. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says he's great. He, he, for the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is what? For it was he who made it, and his hands formed who wouldn't serve a God like that? What the psalmist is trying to project in the song is an imagery. Most Hebrew Hebrew is, is more of a picturesque language. He's painting a picture of how great our God is. Come on, somebody. How many believe that he's that great? That his hands made everything on this dry land. Come on, somebody, that, that, that his hands formed everything, that the sea is his, that the mountains is his, that you are his. And then he says we have the privilege in verse 6. He says what? He says come. Notice the command. Three times he says what? Come. It's an invitation for all. But when you come, bring something with you. When you come... Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Many years ago, I had to learn that because every Sunday morning, anybody go through that? Amen. Somebody say, yep, every now and then, Pastor, I've been past that. Well, there's always something. Your shoe break, car won't start, argue with your spouse. Kids don't want to get up. Come on, somebody. Just on Sunday morning, everything that could go wrong. See, what the enemy's design is to get you into the court, into the, into the gates already upset. And, and, what, and, and let me help you with something. Matter of fact, let me help you with something. When you leave today, take it with you. Don't drive home fussing. Oh, come on, somebody. Turn the radio station from 97.9. Bill Bucks. <laughs> cut off your frankly Beverly amazed. Cut, cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Cut off that stuff and just meditate on what God has spoken to you about today. Bring it into your house. Let the Spirit of God walk in there with you. Because you and I are what? Light. But you can tell when a person came out of worship. There's something about their hearts. There's something about the joy that they possess. I was about to say this. You can go anywhere. And this is, the, this is what's so important about finding the right church. That when you walk in, 
It's like you walked into a portal. It's like you just entered to the cabin. You know, you, you, you gave your ticket and you're, you're in the airplane now and they shut the door and you strap in and we're taking what? We're taking flight and there's something about the altitude that changes your attitude. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And then all of a sudden your ears start popping. All of a sudden you know you're about 35,000 feet in the air. You're close and you're up there now. So watch this. So whatever's going on down on earth, it doesn't matter. That's how I feel when I come into church. Like everything else does not matter. Because I know whose presence I'm in. Listen. Listen to this. Whew, listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, go to, for me, real quick. Let's, let's, let's look at one more, okay? Go to Psalm 150. Oh, no, no. Let's, just look, let's read verse 6. He says, come, let us what? And what? Sing. Shout. Give thanks. Shout again. Understand who's, who you're worshiping, right? And then come, let us, what? Bow down. I told you what worship was last week, right? Proskuneo. The word means to eat from the hands of the master. Like a dog that's eating from the master's hands. But you got to get low enough. See, some of us are so high on self, we can't get low, low enough to eat from God's hands. See, the role has to change. He says, bow down. Let us, let us kneel. We don't kneel no more. <laughs> we want church of comfort. Kneel. Let's pray. Kneel. And what we Kneel before the Lord, our what? My goodness. Can you imagine if you take this formula and you apply it every Sunday? Don't forget this by Sunday. I know a lot going to happen from now till Sunday. But when you come in Sunday, come on, let's, let's change the way we worship y'all. Let's, let's, let's change the way we worship our God. Let us, let us put aside all of whatever we got going on and let us realize that we came here to worship God. Amen? The next thing that we come for when we come, right? You ready? The next thing we come for is a word. Do not let anybody cause you to believe that when you come into the church, because we had a high time in worship, and because the spirit was so high, then we pray. Then we take up offering. And then we leave. You want to be part of a church where the word is the main, main ingredient. I didn't say the main attraction. Jesus is the main attraction. But he, but the word, listen to me, saints. Back it up with the word. You know, what's happening in church today, we've become so natural 
in our thinking that we've forgotten that we're here to hear a word. You understand? I'm saying people, I hear people, I hear people having conversations in church, and I'll be saying, man, no, no word, no word, no, no word is being sprinkled. Bible says this, or the word says this, or you know, you can hear. Listen, if you don't meditate on the word, if you don't memorize the word, come on, somebody. Hey, I'm gonna say it one more time. If you don't meditate on the word, and if you don't memorize the word of God, how can you speak about the word of God? But here's the thing: the bottom line is, if you're not memorizing, and if you're not memorizing, and if you're not meditating, then you're not maturing. And here's what I believe. I believe that we sometimes remain in kindergarten spiritually. So people who've been brought up on just worship, whenever the word starts being preached, they tune out. Watch, watch yourself. Whenever the word starts, you start picking your fingernail on that phone. You talk about you posting. You wasn't posting nothing about my message. You were texting somebody in church disturbing them. Girl, did you see what happened? Ungroup me. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Seriously, like, no, seriously, like, whenever you are, like, wet, like, just out, when I'm, I'm saying you have no connection, you were connected in the worship. You were connected while they were praying, all that. Your announcements were good, all that from the time the word. And it isn't amazing how, isn't it amazing how your bladder gets to moving? Any other time. You weren't even thinking about the bathroom. Y'all going to say amen with me? Amen. Am I telling the truth? Yeah. And then you put one hand up, you tell us you're going to do number one. <laughs> then you do this, and then we say, oh, they're going to be there a little while. <laughs> the, the, word, the word is you're, you're, you have to become like Mary. You have to come and sit at the feet. The Bible says how beautiful are the feet. That's why I wear different shoes, new ones. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel. See, see what I'm saying? The, the word should be what you want. It should be the main attraction. Amen. Now, now let me show you, let me show you some things here. Watch this. Go, go to, go to, uh, uh, somebody go there for me. How you read Psalm one nineteen? My goodness. Now go go back to to yeah Psalm one nineteen. Melanie, this is your life verse, uh, verse nine. By the way, I meant to tell you that. Um, but I'm gonna give you this. This is your life verse. I want you to memorize and put it on your class ring too. Um. You ready to order that? Okay, good. Psalm 119 and 9. What does it say? But but See that? 
Let me let me decode this for you real quick. Positive thinking is not going to get it. Uh, I mean, you could read them all. It's not going to work. If you want to keep your way pure, Sunday, I'm talking about this. Watch. If you want to keep your way pure, if you want to live this life, you got to do it according to the word. But if you don't know the word, how can you do it? And you're wondering, why am I struggling so much? Because you're not reading this but on Sunday. Tuesday, pick it up. Start with Proverbs, one proverb a day, every day. One proverb, there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, right? Start it off, and guess what? Before you know it, God, by the way of the Holy Spirit, will start, it'll start making sense. But make sure that when you go to church, there's a word there. But don't let them talk about the word. Let them take you into the word. Because there's some slicksters out here. They're going to try to tell you. Well, and this is what they use. God said, the Bible says. The Bible says. Take me there in the Bible, man. Let me see what it looked like. So that I can read it for my. Are you with me? Read on for me. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. Your word I have treasured in my heart. Where did he treasure it? That I might what? See, you keep your way pure by keeping it by learning the word. You keep away from sin, (laughs) come on, somebody, by applying the word. (laughs) How can I do this? I do it according. Listen, nothing else matters on Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights. Why do you think even even on our Friday nights in our prayer time, why do you think the deacons and the preachers, why do you think they give a short word? Because with the word, what we're doing means nothing. The word, you have to cherish it. You have to hide it in your heart. Look what he says, treasure it in my heart that I may not sin. Verse 12, what does it say? Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have told you of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony. Okay, so watch this. So you see where it says testimonies, ordinances, statutes? That's the word. It's just another word for the word. Okay? So testimonies, statues, and all that. He says, listen, I've rejoiced in your way, in the way of your testimonies, as much as, as, much as in all riches. I, the word precepts, those are really principles. So in other words, out of the word, every time you hear the word, so for instance on Sunday, when I put up those life points, which you're going to start seeing on the, on the screen again, uh, when I put, put up those life points, those life points, amen, are designed as principles or precepts for you to take this week and say, okay, all right, Pastor said, okay, if, if I'm going to overcome insecurity, character, I'm going to do this this week. Those are precepts. 
The reason you come to Bible study because Bible study is where you grow. Listen, some of the strongest members I've met, uh, I've, I've developed in this church, they didn't come to Sunday morning worship. Worship came after for them. But they started out in Bible study like, Pastor, I want that word. You know how to break that word down. Uh, by way of the Holy Spirit, of course. But check this out. And that's how you grow. You will not grow. And if, and if you're in church, listen to this now. I want you to pay attention to this for me, okay? Whatever church you're in, if you're in that church and you're not growing, then something is wrong with you. <laughs> or something is wrong with the word. But I don't think there's something wrong with the word. So there may be something wrong with you applying the word. You see? Here's what I'm saying. It's not something, not that you messed up. It's the fact that maybe you need better understanding. And that's where you ask. How do I pray? Does everybody here know how to pray? Let me see everybody here who know how to pray. How many of you pray and you get an answer? Hmm? Why don't you get no answer? Hmm? You're not requesting? Okay, all right, all right. But he does answer, though. He answers what? When? On and on his time, right? So a good way to gauge your relationship with God also is to make the request and then see, oh, wow. But here's the thing. Let me, let me teach you a principle. Precept. Ready? Whenever you pray, pray his word back to him. So, for instance, I would say something like, Lord, your word says that I can keep my way pure today by keeping it according to your word. So, teach me today to live according to your word so that I can overcome the obstacles that I may face today. And then if you just don't want to do that, Just do the Lord's Prayer. All right? What's the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven. <laughs> Lord, your word said, our Father, <laughs> which art in heaven. S see what I'm saying? And here's the thing. When you become a person who has an appetite for the word of God, what you're literally doing is tapping into the mind of God. Who knows the mind of God but the what? Spirit of God. Which is the, and the Spirit is the one who wrote the Word of God. Watch this now. But in addition to us having, listen to me real good now, in addition to us having the Spirit of God in us, we also have the mind of Christ. He says, We have the what? The mind of Christ. So therefore, we can see life from the vantage point of how Jesus sees it. But watch this. But we can only do that if we do it through the what? Through the word. And the Holy Spirit will show you things in the word of God that will transform your life. And you have to be part of a church that teaches what? The word of God. Watch the text. The text says, I rejoice in your way and your testimonies as much as in all riches. And I will meditate. 
You know what meditate means? It means to chew it and regurgitate it. Chew it, throw it up, chew it again. Chew it, throw it up, chew it again. Cow has nine stomachs. And what the cow does, you think the cow is chewing its cud, but what the cow is doing when it eats the grass, it goes to the first stomach, he regurgitates it, chews it again, it goes to the second stomach until it's fully digested. A lot of us stay in infant mode spiritually because we only get to the first stomach. And then the word is so confusing sometimes, not because you don't understand it, it's because Satan is snatching it from you. Yeah. He sure is, man. And then here's, here's what he tries to do. He tries to get you to be so distracted that, listen, you should be running. You know, I tell, I tell the workers at the church, the servants at the church, I said, now, hold on, y'all. It's 2.30. I got to get up out of here because I know what I got to do on Tuesday now. I got to be I got to be here. I got to go get refreshed. And guess what y'all got to do? Y'all got to go get refreshed, too. Amen. Don't come serve and then you don't come back for the word. I don't think that's right. Matter of fact, I would rather you serve and come the next day. Or, or, or come to Bible study, come the next day. <laughs> See, because, because I believe the most important thing we have at the Vision Church for the last 16 years, what has been keeping us, it's not because we have thousands of members in this church. It is because we have a word here. And that word is changing lives, and people's lives are changing, and God is making a difference with a few people than he is with a crowd. Y'all hear me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your what? Statues. I shall not forget what? Sometimes when we leave church, we forget everything. Well, what did we just learn? What did you just learn, in church? Well, uh, yeah, see that. Um, I know you talk about worship. <laughs> well, what did he say about? Well, um, it was a good service. <laughs> Go to Luke chapter ten. I'm leaving y'all alone. We're finna get out of here. Luke chapter 10. I ain't playing with y'all now. Go to um, go go to go to I had to do it. I had to do it. Verse 38, 10:38. Says now as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary. Now, know this. Mary and Martha, this is their first encounter with Jesus. First encounter with Jesus. But they've heard about Jesus. Much like you're hearing about Jesus. But I believe we have different types of hearers. See, some people, yeah, I think by nature we're all helpful people. But what I'm saying to you is I want you to always want the good part. Okay, let me show you what the good part is. Watch this. She had a sister named Mary who was seated 
Where? And what was she doing? You can tell the personalities of these two sisters based upon their actions. Let me say this to you. Serving God is one of the greatest things you'll ever do with your life. God, I, I just believe, I, I believe this. Here's what I believe. I believe that God favors his servants. Okay? I, I'm serious. I, I just believe you, those of you that serve, I'm telling you, you're blessed because of your service. But I also believe what trumps serving is listening to the word. I, I, I believe when I say it trumps it, it trumps it in this way. That when you are listening to the word, your service becomes more meaningful. Because you're understanding why you're serving. You're not coming because mama told you. You're not coming because your life was messed up. You're not coming because, oh, you want a better day or whatever the case. But you're serving God because you've been listening. I've heard you, Pastor. I heard what you said on Tuesday. And I'm coming on Sunday with a shout. I'm coming with a joyful noise. But don't tune out when the word is here. Watch the text. Text says, but Martha was distracted. I'm sorry, let me see. She was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was what? See, serving can become a distraction. I told you, serving is a great thing. But it can become a distraction. I know people who were so sold out to the choir. Sold out to the choir. Okay, I'm talking about, listen, they, they, it was like religion to them. I ain't missing. But after a while, because they were not listening to the word of God, they were so focused on their performing. Oh, come on, help me somebody. I've seen it with ushers. I've seen it with preachers. I've seen it with deacons. I've seen it with leaders in the church. You were so caught up in your position in the church that you tuned out when the word came along. And that's the reason why when Satan dealt you his blow, you fell. You fell because you were interested in the performing and not in the word. You were distracted with service. You know, if Jesus comes back right now, as you say, we want to drive him around. He don't. He don't want to be driven around. He wants to drive you around. The greatest among you is a servant, but a servant that's motivated by the word, not by performing. Watch the text. The text says, Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell, then tell her to help me. I'm in this kitchen slaving. Come on, y'all. I'm doing all this work. They're walking around. 
Sure, he's sitting there just listening to the word. Listen, I never could understand this. Never could understand this. Why is that the kitchen team have to leave out in church right when the word starts? We got to go heat up the food. What? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all remember those days? Y'all remember those days? <laughs> the, the, and that'd be the whole row, the whole back row. <laughs> you say, like, what is going on? And, and look, you got a guest preacher, right? And then all the chairs empty. Like, what the, where are my people at? Oh, they, they, they back there heating up the food, making sure, making sure the cake is ready. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Come on, man. I told my, I told my people a long time, make salads, put it on the, de- put it on the table, and get your back in here and get the word. I don't want to see nobody from the kitchen in the kitchen. Our service can become a distraction. A distraction from the word. So whenever you know it's word time, it's word time, y'all. It's word time. Watch this. He said, but but the Lord answered and said to her, what? Martha, Martha, you, you are worried and bothered about what? So many things. Listen. She was bothered about so about oh how it's gonna look how's this how's that how's this I just want everything right no 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 that is not the part that's why I told y'all I appreciate y'all coming painting really girls in the back I appreciate y'all coming painting but at a certain time shut it off because we got Bible study. Seriously, why? And here's why I'm telling. Because this is how you grow. Watch this. Well, I got one painter that she ain't never came back. I think she. <laughs> I ain't calling no name. <laughs> She's like, shoot, they worked me so hard. And, and then we fed her that day. That was pizza. That was pizza Friday. Maybe next time I won't feed them, man. <laughs> Look what it said. It said, but only. I, I'm leaving y'all right here. I'm, I promise you, I'm running out the door. Only one thing is what? Let's say, only one thing is what? What's that? Listening to the word. If your church is not preaching a word. Now listen. Not this psychological stuff that they call a word, and every time you hear it, you feel good about yourself. Because right. not every time you hear the word, you're going to feel good about yourself. You understand what I'm saying? But watch what he said. It's the only thing that's necessary. Mary has chosen the good part, which, um, listen, they can take your badge. Don't mess with the usher badge, y'all. <laughs> they can take your position, but they can't take what God has given you through his word. Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs>